Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. E-S-N-Y. What up? How are we doing? Episode 83 of the Wide Ride Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Honey. As always, of Elite Sports New York and Elite Sports Radio Network. Three for three on our Thursday night football picks from our Best Bets episode, which we released on Wednesday. Week three Best Bets. Episode 82 of Wide Ride. Go check that out wherever you get your podcast. Three for three on Thursday night picks. Carolina minus eight, under 43. Carolina money line. Sam Darnold and the Panthers are 3-0, having defeated the, the uh, Houston Texans 24-9. 3 for 3. We're hot. We're on fire already. Week 3 has barely even started. We're already hot. God, we're good at what we do. We really are. We really, really are. But we're not here to talk about the picks so much as we're here to talk about the Giants, Falcons, Week 3 matchup, which is coming up this Sunday afternoon at 1 p.m. Eastern Time at MetLife Stadium. And I, listen, I don't have the secret formula to winning these games. I know I come through with some, my thoughts on what the game plan could be, whether it's, you know, run the ball and take up the clock and open up the play action or just take shots down the field, whether it's rush to passer or worry about the secondary. I always come through with game plans, but I never, we, there, there's a reason I'm not a football coach. There's a reason I talk about football. I don't coach it. I don't have the answers, okay, to winning games in this league. I don't have this secret formula that's going to lead to victories. But I'll tell you this much. Giants got to win this game on Sunday for a number of reasons. Number one, obviously, they're 0-2. And they can't dig themselves in a deeper hole than they've already dug. They need to win this game. Okay? Already dug themselves a deep hole, 0-2. I know there's an extra game this year. So the chances of making the playoffs may be a little bit different as they would have been in a 16-game season. But 0-3, that's a tough... uh, that's not easy to get out of in any division. I don't care if you're in the NFC West. If you're, in, if, if you're in the NFC West, it's especially hard to get out of. But even in the NFC East, it's a tough hole to dig yourself out of. 0-3. And the Giants can't get to that point. Got to win this game for that reason. And number two, if they can't beat the Atlanta Falcons, who have given up 80 points through two weeks, they got some real issues. Denver might be a little bit better than we think. Washington was a division winner last year in a playoff team last year. Almost defeated the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Bucks in that wildcard game with Taylor Heineke under center. Atlanta has some real issues. They don't have a great defense at all. They just gave up 80 points through the first two weeks. Matt Ryan is aging. They got to beat Atlanta. If they don't beat Atlanta, 
then they got some real issues. Real issues to figure out. That's number two. And number three, it's a memorable day at MetLife Stadium this Sunday with the retiring of Eli Manning's jersey. They can't screw this up. They can't spoil this great day, which obviously could have happened last season, but you know the pandemic had other plans, so they made it this year. Giants can't screw, they can't spoil this day that's supposed to be about Eli with a loss, especially to an Atlanta team that is 0-2 and, as I said multiple times, has given up 80 points combined through the first two weeks. Can't spoil this day. Giants absolutely have to have to win this game for numerous reasons. Number one, 0-2. Number two, Atlanta's a very beatable team, and if they don't beat them, they have issues. And number three, it's Eli's day. Can't spoil it. Done. Got to win this game. And how do they win this game? Again, I don't have the answers to that. But they got to take shots. I will say that. They have to take shots, and they have to take shots down the field and do it early. Giants did so against Washington. Threw the ball 32 times. Only ran the ball, let's see. So Daniel Jones had nine carries against Washington. As far as their running backs are concerned, Saquon had 13. Devontae Booker only had two. Elijah Penny had two. C.J. Board, Sterling Shepard, one carry each. So not, you know, they didn't exactly put together a significant running game against Washington. They took shots down the field. If they were going to run the ball, it was a zone read keeper with Jones. He ran the ball nine times for 95 yards and a touchdown. Could have been more. The second touchdown, the long touchdown run, but the, obviously that was called back because of a CJ board hold, which was a questionable hold. I'll say that. But the Giants took shots down. You know, they threw the ball. They threw the ball a notable amount against Washington. And what happened? Jones had a good game 249 yards, one touchdown. Giants scored the most points, 29, and gained the most total yards, 391, that they scored and gained since Jason Garrett took over as the offensive coordinator. Obviously, last year they scored 34 against Dallas in Week 5, but granted, six of those points were from a pick six by Kyler Fackrell. So as far as the offense is concerned, the Giants put together their best offensive performance since Jason Garrett was hired as the OC in 2020, last week against Washington. And they threw the ball. They didn't put together a great running game. Giants got to do that this week. They got to attack Atlanta, and they got to attack Atlanta early. This Atlanta defense will crumble. It's a bad defense. It's a bad defensive unit and a bad secondary. They can take shots, and they can do it early. Get them out of their rhythm. Be aggressive. Be creative. Dare I say, use Kadarius Toney. Utilize him. This is not a great defense you're going against. This is the time to see what you can get out of Kadarius Tony when it comes to this playbook. Use him. Get him in space. End around type plays. Touch pass type plays. Sweep type plays. Get him the ball. Just get him the ball. He's on the field for 24 offensive snaps for the first two weeks combined. Get him on the field and get him the ball. This is the time to do it. You're 0-2. Pull out all the tricks. You got to win this game. Bad defense you're going up against. Giants defense hasn't been strong this point. Keep them off the field too. Take shots. Put together productive, aggressive, creative drives. Throw the ball. Once you get into a rhythm where you're taking shots, keep doing it. Don't take a shot down the field, complete it, and then follow it up with a run. 
Attack these defensive backs from Atlanta and keep doing it consistently. Tire them out. That's how you will win on the offensive side of the ball. That's what Jason Garrett needs to realize. I'm sick and tired of every week. I feel like, you know, I'm saying be aggressive and, pre- and be creative, and we really haven't seen it yet. We, I mean, we saw it a little bit last week, but now let's see it on a consistent basis. That's what I want, consistently. That's what all the fans want, and anybody who covers this team. Consistency from this offense. They had a great performance last week against Washington in a 30-29 to loss. The offensive performance last week was not the reason for the Giants' loss, which is rare. Usually you're to- we're talking about how the defense played great, and the offense and Daniel Jones did it. Last week wasn't the case. The offense and Daniel Jones played great last week. But they got to be consistent with it. They were aggressive last week. They took shots. Now do it again and again and again. This is the perfect time to do it. Against a bad defense. And a must win in a game you need to win. Take shots. Be aggressive. Not going to say it again. On the defensive side of the ball. Giants got to rush the passer more. That's it. James Bradbury looked bad last week. I know he had the late game pick, but he didn't look great. Couldn't cover Terry McLaurin for much of the game. However, what caused that was the Giants' lack of a pass rush. It's impossible to cover anybody in this league for 10 seconds. These guys are too fast. I mean, could you imagine being a professional, even a professional defensive back and having to cover a guy like Tyree Kill for 10 seconds? People can't cover him for three. You can't cover somebody for 10 seconds. There's got to be a pass rush because if there isn't any quarterback who has time in this league and who can go through their progressions and has time to do that and time to operate, we'll kill you. Matt Ryan is one of those quarterbacks. He is regressed. He's getting older. He's aging. He's on his way out. You could argue that they could have drafted a quarterback in the first round this year instead of Kyle Pitts. But if you give Matt Ryan time to operate and to go through his progressions, he'll have his way with you. I said it on the last podcast, or the episode 81, rather. They got to they pressure Matt Ryan a, cons- a significant number of times. Do it consistently. And do it with different guys. Send multiple guys. Send Ojolari. Send Lorenzo Carter. Send O'Shane Zimenez. Get Carter Coughlin in the mix. Get Blake Martinez in the mix. Take Crowder. Leonard Williams. I mean, Leonard Williams hasn't really exactly, you know made his presence felt yet through two weeks. Get him in the game. Pat, get him in the pass rush. Rush the quarterback. The reason this defensive backfield did not look great against Washington was because partly because there was no pass rush. Taylor Heineke had time to operate and he had a great game. Kid, kid threw for 336 yards and two touchdowns. 34 of 46 passing. Partly because he had a lot of time to operate. In the beginning of the game, the Giants rushed him, and he didn't have time to operate, and he screwed up, threw balls away, and it seemed that they went away from the pass rush the rest of the way. Don't go away from it. Consistently pressure Matt Ryan all game, and do it with multiple guys. Utilize that edge rusher rotation that proved so effective last year. Albeit with different guys like Marcus Golden and Kyler Fackrell, but use that edge rusher rotation with Zimenez and Lorenzo Carter and Ojolari and... Getting Carter Coughlin in the mix. I know Cam Brown is out with a hamstring injury. Get guys in the mix. Mix it up. Be creative with it. Just like I always say, Jason Garrett, be creative with the offensive play calling. Patrick Graham, be creative with the pass rush. Confuse this Atlanta offensive line and confuse Matt Ryan. 
Matt Ryan will screw up if he doesn't have time. He's not a mobile quarterback. If you give him time, he's going to dial it up. Simple. Don't give him that time. I feel like I say that every week, rush the passer, but... You know, it's it's true. It rings true every week. Every week that they, they don't do it, I'm going to keep saying it. You got to. They didn't really. They didn't pressure Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, you know, consistently when they played Denver Week One and lost to Denver Week One, and they didn't pressure Taylor Heineke. Simple as that. Taylor Heineke had a great game. I just read his stats off: 336 yards. Teddy Bridgewater, another great game: 264 yards, two touchdowns, 28 of 36. 28 of 36. So the Giants have for us what? Eight incompletions week one and then 12 incompletions week two. So through two weeks, the Giants are averaging 12 incompletions against them. It's not great. And part of the reason for that is there's no pass rush. You have guys. You have talented bodies when it comes to the edge rusher position or on the defensive line. Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence. Use them. Be creative with them. Use them. Yeah, Giants got to win this game, 100%. I mean, there's too many reasons for them to not win this game. Because the schedule from here on out, after Atlanta, does not get easy. You know, the Saints aren't an easy win with Jameis, okay, and Sean Payton. Then you got Dallas, never an easy win. Lost it. the Rams, oh my God. The Rams are the number two team in the league right now, in my opinion, behind Tampa Bay, and I'm sure a lot of other people's opinions as well. Carolina, they're not, I mean, that's, Carolina's all of a sudden 3-0. Sam Darnold, 3-0. Then you got Kansas City, Vegas, Tampa Bay. Philly's not going to be an easy win. It never is. Miami, Chargers, Cowboys, Eagles, Bears. Like, it's, the schedule is really tough after this Atlanta game. Really tough. I mean, New Orleans, Dallas, Rams, Carolina, Kansas City, Vegas, Tampa Bay. I mean, those could all be playoff teams. 100%. Eagles, you say whatever you want about them and how they've played thus far, but I mean, have the Eagles ever been an easy win for the Giants in recent years? You know, even last year, the Giants finally beat them for the first time since 2016. They won by what? Only 10? And the year they... and the. The last time they beat them before that was 2016. They won by five, I remember. 28 to th- 23, I believe. I may have to look that up. I think last year they only beat them by 10, the Eagles. I think it was 27 to 7. Yeah, 27 to 17. It's never an easy win. And my Miami, who knows with them? I mean, who knows with the quarterback situation? I don't love Tua, but he can still win your games. Chargers are going to be a tough... That's going to be a tough game. So, Giants got to win this game. They got to build momentum. They got to win this game for Eli. They can't spoil his day. They got to dig themselves out of this 0-2 hole. Um, and Atlanta, if they can't beat Atlanta, I don't know who they can beat. Seriously. I mean, Atlanta's not a good team right now. They have to... This has to be a get-back game. They have to redeem themselves and build momentum this coming Sunday afternoon. Hope you tune in, and as always, thank you so much for tuning in to episode 83 of the Wide Right Podcast. As always, I'm Ryan Honey of Elite Sports New York. So Sunday at 1, watch that, enjoy it, drink responsibly, eat good food, do whatever, enjoy Sunday football, bet responsibly. 
Uh, we will have, obviously, the reaction episode, as we always do, Monday, followed by the Best Bets Wednesday, and then that Thursday or Friday of that week, probably Friday as you usually do it, we'll have the preview of the upcoming Giants game. It'll be week four matchup with the Saints, which will be Sunday, October 3rd or 1 p.m. But until then, thank you so much for tuning in. Follow me on Twitter, at RyanHoneyESNY. That's at RyanHoneyESNY. Listen to and subscribe to the Wide Right Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts, all right? We're everywhere. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Art Radio, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in, and I'll uh, talk to you guys soon.